G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Let's return our focus to some of the developments in Myanmar, Burma, where last year's military coup overthrew the government of Aung San Suu Kyi. The Myanmar government armed forces continue to violently repress the people. And there are predictions the nation may even be moving towards civil war. Well, Graham Kerr is the International Director, CEO of Transform the Nations. It's an organisation working with the 100,000 refugees who fled the violence across the border into Thailand. Graham Kerr, a special welcome along to 2020. Thank you very much. Graham, first it was COVID and then the coup. It was a double whammy for the people in Burma, in Myanmar. Yes, it's been uh, horrific, really. There's been so many people killed, so many villages burned, and uh, many have to flee the country for fear of their lives. And the army that's in charge, uh, they're a violent bunch, as far as I can ascertain, how significant is it? It is a primarily a Buddhist-based army, and uh, Christians are often the ones who are in conflict? Yes, uh, that's correct. Uh, but it's not only the Christians, but they're the main uh, protagonists, if you like, to uh, advance democracy and freedom within the country. So how did you get involved with the work that's going on there uh, in Myanmar and, of course, there in uh, May Sot, just across the border into Thailand? In 2014, I was invited to the Burmese Community Church in Sydney and I met with a, um, a gentleman from the Wa people in northern Shan State in a place called Lasho, and he invited us to come and help him to start... Uh, what he called a mission school. And uh, we began training teachers there in November 2014. Since then, we've established Promise Education in uh, Myanmar, and we have uh, three schools in the Yangon region. Uh, one's an international school and the other a, a dual language school. They operated online during the uh, worst of the coup and... Uh, COVID, uh, but now are back uh, face-to-face. And uh, while the uh, principal of that school was um, out of the country, he stayed in Maysot, and he saw the desperate need for education for Burmese children fleeing uh, from the violence. Graham, in Myanmar, there's something of a history of Christian schooling. What can you tell us about how that has all eventuated over now a long time? Well, as many may know, that it used to be part of India and it used to be under the empire. And uh, But in, um, I'm, I'm not sure the date, but uh, there was a revolution. Hung Sung Suu Kyi's father was involved with that. And... Uh, 
independence um, was uh, granted to Myanmar. Uh, and then in the 1960s, the government took over all the mission schools that were established during those early years. And uh, they, they just took them over by force and uh, what I would call dumbed them down and, and uh, reduced the education to uh, a very poor level. I imagine that since that time, uh, Christian schooling is in existence, but as you say, it's not the cutting-edge, higher quality that it used to be. Well, it wasn't even Christian education. Uh, The government took over the schools, and uh, uh, there were a few uh, private schools when we first uh, went there, and some of those were run by Christians, particularly in Yangon. Um, uh, But we're of uh, a slightly different... uh, philosophical perspective in that we're part of the uh, New Hope International mindset um, and which is aligned with uh, Christian Schools Australia. So there's something of an affinity for Christian schooling actually throughout Myanmar or is it primarily in the regions where those Christian states are, the Chin state or the Karen state or the Kachin? Uh, What about Christian schooling throughout the whole of Myanmar? No, there's, there's not very much throughout the whole of Myanmar. And it's these uh, people, older people who were educated uh, before 1960 that, uh, or in that period that uh, are seeking uh, help to establish these schools in these days. Is it Christian Mission that wants to get in and uh, bring about this education opportunity for children in Myanmar? And that's happening in some sense ahead of what other groups or the government can do? Well, really, it was the local people. Um, When I first went there, I was uh, bombarded with emails saying, can you meet with us? And they were all Christian people seeking uh, our help to start Christian education because there had been a history, but it was lost, and, uh, and, and now they were seeking to re-establish some schools uh, across the country. Now, we, we don't uh, present ourselves as Christian schools. Uh, we, pro- we present ourselves as promise schools. And uh, from the promise school situation, we, uh, we provide uh, a quality education. Um, we have an international school with a Cambridge accreditation. And uh, the other schools that are there are are taken through to a program called GED, which qualifies them for universities in Thailand and Myanmar. So you can't call them Christian schools. Uh, They're promise schools. Is that because they would look uh, not favourably upon you uh, coming from the Buddhist uh, military regime? I think you need to just be wise about how you go about things, and we don't want to fly in the face of the uh, of the government or the army or even the local communities. We just want to be a help. Now you've got a project that you're working on now, and I know you need some partners to get this up and going. But you've got your sights set on a school in Maysot, and that's on the Thai land side of the border. What are you hoping to achieve there? Well, we've, we've leased uh, a property um, 
quite expensive property for the next three years and we've paid the first one year's rent on it and uh, we will start that school um, a learn we call it a learning center initially so there'll be a, a migrant school and learning center international um, and and that will start in August we already have staff uh, for that and we have space for that and we're currently uh, raising funds to you know equip that school but our biggest uh, issue is that after that three-year period um, and over the next little while we will be applying for international school status in order to make the whole thing uh, self-supporting in order to do that we need to buy land and build a suitable buildings which pass their uh, regulations in Thailand and having a school project like that in your sights is one thing but uh, transform the nations uh, the ministry that you're leading you've got a bigger and broader agenda in all of that, uh, continuing with your interest in care for women and children and partnering with organisations to provide housing and training and transition to work opportunities. How does that all work uh, hand-in-hand with your focus on getting a school up and going? Well, that's the thing. Um, You you have to start where the need is most obvious and then as you uh, settle into a situation... You, you see what the other needs are and you can uh, address them. For example, in Nepal, uh, in 2009, we went there to start a Christian school in Kathmandu and we were only there 12 months and we became involved in the uh, prevention, rescue and uh, rehabilitation of uh, the Badi uh, women who were uh, trafficked and uh, or in danger of being trafficked. I think the number that we mentioned, 100,000 refugees who have fled the violence in Myanmar across the border into Thailand. So at this present time, there's a huge need that you're trying to meet. Yes, there is. And I mean, there are other local people uh, seeking to assist and and there's one school of 1,000 children there, but they've got as many on their waiting list. One of the other problems is that most of the people in this category are illegal and uh, they actually um, have to pay uh, for the privilege to to sort of not be um, chased up and sent back to Myanmar uh, and they're not allowed to work and uh, so the fees are, are very, very much a challenge for them. And we had one lady come and, and said she would sell all her jewellery in order to help pay some of the fees if she could. Well, things get messy, don't they? And it's out of Christian compassion that you're looking to work in amongst these people. 100,000 refugees across the border from Burma, from Myanmar and into Thailand. The goal to establish a school and at the same time to care for all of the needs of these particularly vulnerable groups. Let me give the website for listeners who might want to connect with you, partner with you, even help with some of the funding when it comes to a school. Transformthenations.org. Transformthenations.org. And uh, looking to establish an international school for refugee kids, complying with all the regulations that there are in Thailand. So transformthenations.org. And I want to say thank you so much for sharing your heart with us. Graham Kerr, who's the International Director, CEO of Transform the Nations. Graham, thanks so much for letting us in on your project today on 2020. 
Yeah, my pleasure. And um, as many people who want to connect with us in that, we would be most grateful. And um, we rely very much on the Lord's people to uh, move the uh, ministry forward. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 